Yo, 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 what's up? What's going on, y'all? Y'all already know what it is, back with another episode. Uh, just thank you once again for tuning in and just listening to your boy. If you're new listening, I just want to say thank you. Take your time out of your day. And if you're a usual listener, what's up? Welcome back. Let's pull up and let's have a conversation. So, I know I say this every single episode. Like, oh, this ain't going to be a long one. And it end up being like a half hour. <laughs> But for real, I don't think this one is going to be a really a really long one. I had a really busy week. But I still wanted to throw some content out for, you know, you guys just to listen. And, you know, just to stay consistent with the every Monday content. So this is something I did want to talk about. So I figured why not talk about it um, today. Especially when other things transpired and stuff like that. But I really want to talk about um, are illustrations enough? And what I mean by are illustrations enough or are illustrations too much? Because you'll see when you'll see a lot of like pastors in church and stuff like that, like use a lot of illustrations versus using scripture, right? Or using more illustration than scripture and stuff like that. And, you know, before I even, you know, get into more of the nitty gritty, I think it's important, like. I like even but even for like the stuff I teach and taught, like I use illustrations too, right? So it's nothing against illustrations or anything like that. But I do think it's something to keep in your mind and really to think about. Because as great as illustrations are, I feel like we're in a time where a lot of churches are, are really into the wow factor and wowing people and get that shock factor and stuff like that. Instead of just let the scripture do it. Let the scripture do the job. And obviously illustrations aren't wrong. You know, like they're not, they're not wrong. But if you're more concerned with, okay, I need to say this exact thing so I can get the wow factor so everyone can remember it. Or I need to do this type of illustration type thing so that way everyone can be surprised about or wowed about. And, ooh, and I, you know what I'm saying? Instead of what the word of God says and what does Jesus say? And stuff like that. I think that's where the dangerous part get into. And especially really what 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 like this strike me was um and like a few weeks ago with the whole Michael Todd um illustration when he like he's spinning his hand and rubbed it on the dude's face and stuff like that. So I'm not necessarily gonna dig into that, but I'm just saying stuff like that is crazy. Like we're we're getting to the point where we're doing that. Instead of just letting the scripture do the work, it's like, okay, like, what are we actually doing? Because what's happening is you're distracting people away from the true message of what the word of God says. When we're having these illustrations, or even focusing about illustrations. Because the important part about even teaching and preaching in the first place in a church context is the fact that the scripture should be the main person talking. Like, that's God's word. That's God speaking. Like, we're secondary. Everything we else we do is secondary. The scripture should be primary. And what happens is, when we focus a lot on these illustrations or trying to have a wow factor or to try to blow people away or, like, it could turn something that illustrations are used for a good thing to help enhance or better explain what the scripture that you're using versus, you know what I'm saying? It, like, that's what the point of illustration really is supposed to do is just to support what the Bible says. Not to be more outshining than what the scripture says, but to help support, what like help support and really you know 
give a better demonstration of what the scripture is actually saying versus this is what the main point of the sermon is about is just doing these illustrations and stories and stuff like that instead of what you know what the scripture say and what it does is it, it it starts to become you know more dangerous because after a while when you're focusing more on stories and illustrations stuff like that it starts to get more about you versus Jesus or you versus what the word says or you know and I think that's that's one thing you have to be careful about or to be mindful about. And even like listening to certain people. Like when you're listening to your favorite so called, you know, your favorite pastor or teacher or something like that. So there's some things you need to make sure you're paying attention to. Like are they really using scripture, breaking it down, exegeting it properly, using homiletics, all that stuff? Or is it more story based? Is it more illustration based? Because that's something you need to keep in mind when we're listening to certain people, right? Because if not, if they're not really speaking more from a scriptural standpoint and really breaking that scripture down and then using an the illustration to help, you know, display whatever point you're trying to get, like when your teacher do the text. But if it's all about stories and scripture, then that's getting away from God's word. And that's how people get misled. That's how people, a lot of people get misled by that in general. So, I think it's one thing we need to really remember and think and keep in mind. Um, do you like listening to X, Y, and Z? Because, you know, they're cool. They have a lot of stories, a lot of illustrations, a lot, a lot of cool things the way they teach. Or, do you like it? Because they actually are preaching from God's word and actually breaking it down the same way God's word said versus the other thing. Because a lot more people are attracted to that. They're more attracted to, like, the show, the wow factor, um, the illustrations, more of the stories, more of all this other different stuff. Like, that's where more people are attracted to nowadays. A lot of people are gravitating towards that. And that's, and that's scary because a lot of people can be misled that way. Because more people are more shot with the wow factor and of more um of just seeing something really really cool and then after and honestly even as a person that is tj preaching it gets to the point where once you build a culture when it's like that it puts pressure on you to keep that up it keeps pressure on you to make sure you're doing it every single week to get to the to you get to a crazy point where you are maybe do something like spitting your hand rubbing somebody's face maybe you'll get to that point you know what i mean where you have to, because once you start something like that and people are attracted to that, you have to keep that up. You have to keep building that reputation. You know what I mean? So, that's also another dangerous thing when it comes to that. Because you'll get to a point where you'll do something way, way out of pocket. Instead of just letting the scripture to the point. Like, why is God's word not enough? Like, why is it not enough? Why is the scripture not enough? Like, I just want to enhance and bring the scripture more like You don't need to do that. Like, we don't need to do that. God's word can, can pierce souls, hearts. Sharper than any two-edged sword. That's what the Bible says. God's word is living and breathing. That's what the Bible says. Like, we don't have to bring it even more to light. Yes, you have to explain culture and context and who wrote it and why and who they're dressing it and all this other different stuff. Yes, that exegete is important of the scripture, of the text. But, 
you know, our job isn't just to help the Bible become more alive or to make it more, 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 more exciting to the point where we're like deluding it and get to the point where it's getting away from it because of certain antics that we might do. Like, scripture is enough. God's word is enough to pierce the right hearts and the right souls. It is. It is enough. And we have to trust that God's word is enough. God's word is inerrant and is enough and is sufficient. We have to trust that. Yes, use your illustration. Use other things to help, you know, people to understand it, not bring it to life or make it more. You know, you don't need, God doesn't need our help with that. You know what I'm saying? God doesn't really need our help when it comes to that stuff. And then, and then some pushback could be, for instance, you know, Jesus used parables and stuff like that. Like, he used stories to help. Well, yes, he did. But you also got to think about, there's a kind of different difference between that. Like, for one, parables wasn't even necessarily for believers, really. Like, parables were really, parables were, were, were stumping people that didn't believe. A lot of people didn't even understand. Heck, the disciples didn't even understand the parables that Jesus said. And not to mention... Like, when they were teaching the Bible and stuff back then, like, in the New Testament, everyone that was teaching and preaching and using Scripture, they were teaching from the Old Testament. Like, there was no New Testament or anything like that. So, everything they was preaching on was, like, the New Testament was being written about them, so it was all Old Testament. And not to mention, they didn't have to do detailed exegeting because everybody that was listening already knew the culture. It's in that culture and context, so you don't have to break down and, and do exegesis on that because it's all, they're already in the same culture and context. Like, you don't have to say it's in Rome, and they do this in Rome, and then the culture like this, they, they're already in that, you know what I'm saying? They're already in that culture and context. You don't, they don't have to, <coughs> oh, sorry, excuse me. So they don't even have to really explain that. They don't have to go into detail like that when we're in a whole different culture, Western culture here in America. They don't have to do that back then. Like, they already, it was already written in a time where everybody knew and understand it. So they didn't have to use illustrations and stuff to really teach or really do X, Y, Z, or anything like that. Like, the scripture was enough back then. And it should be enough now. It is. And I just want us to think. Like, to really think. Like, yes, this person I'm listening to be, could be entertaining. Could be interesting. You like the way they dress. You like how cool they look. You like all this other different stuff. But, what are they really teaching you? Like, what are they really teaching you about Jesus? Like, do you want to, like, are you remembering more of the illustration or what Jesus did for you? Or do you remember more of the illustration or the story or how Jesus loves us? Or do you remember more of the story, the illustrations and stuff like that, or versus how Jesus holds us accountable? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do we remember most? That's the thing you need to be looking at. Like, how is this person teaching you? Is this person using more story their like their personal story or someone else's story versus scripture that's something you need to be paying attention to when we're listening to certain people because certain people you know they're more interested in just the story the illustration the wow factor now they might have learned unintentionally or some people do it on purpose unfortunately but just say it but it's all about reading God's word. God's word should be the main 
hero, the main person, the main figure. Jesus be the main person that is all about. And illustrations just help help you understand whatever point you're trying to convey. That's it. That's all illustrations should be. But at the end of the day, scripture is enough. Scripture is good enough. We don't need to jazz it up. We don't need to make it look better. We don't need all this extra little bizazz into it. And what happens is when you're doing more illustration or listen to more illustration and more stories and more things that are not, and it's not, and scripture is just sprinkled in secondary instead of first, like how it should. That's how we get led astray. That's how we assume certain things. That's how we get caught up into a culture that just wants a wow factor versus what the scripture actually says. Because we're not really digging into what, you know, Jesus or what the Bible really teaches us. We're just more into listening to stories. More of a story time. It's more than, it's more like a seminar at that point, to be honest. Because the whole point of preaching and teaching is to teach the word of God. To teach what the Bible says. And how, and how we should apply it to our own lives or how we should apply it when we're dealing with other people. And a lot of the stories and, and illustrations that are being used takes us away from that purpose. And I just want you to think, like, am I listening to this person because they do cool stuff? Or they have cool stories or they do stuff. And I'm not even saying don't, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with jokes and using illustrations. Like I said, I've used illustrations before. But it's again to a point where you only like listening to this person because they're all about stories and doing cool stuff all the time versus what is actually being taught in the Bible. Because a lot of people will go to, will even base that even on the churches we like to attend. Like, if the music ain't the best or if they're not using a lot of cool stories, illustrations, or they just literally teaching from the Bible all the time, blah, 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 then I'm not going there. I'm going to the place that's more cool. I'm going to the place that seems more hip. I'm going to the place that seems more, you know, animated or entertaining and stuff like that. And that is the dangerous part. Now, granted, I'm not saying you got to go to like a born guy or a born guy who talks in monotone voice like, yeah, Jesus talking like this and Jesus Christ. No, I'm not saying that. Yes, you go to someone with stage presence, obviously, or someone that can hold your attention. Like, I'm not, come on now. I'm not saying go to some, like, born person that you can't, you know, even pay attention to because you're about to fall asleep when they're talking. But what I am saying is making sure you're getting someone that is preaching from Scripture first and using a illustration or story as a secondary thing versus someone that's a primary thing and they just sprinkle the Bible and Jesus into that because that's what it's starting to turn to. Because once you start using illustrations and stories as your primary and the Bible becomes secondary, then it's not about Jesus at that point. It's about other things. It's about that person who's, who's talking the message. It's about everything else, but about why you're going to church anyway. We're here to learn about Jesus and grow in our walks together. Not about us and our story. Like, not necessarily about us and our story and all this other different stuff. And there's something to think about. There's something to think about, like, why do you listen to, who do you listen to, or my bad, let's even break it down to like this real quick. Like, alright, so for instance, the main people you listen to, or pastors the people you listen to, think about this. Is their message is always like, super motivational? 
Always about bringing out the best in you, your purpose, all these other different stuff. You, 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 making it always about you, your purpose, getting over this storm, that storm, and all this other different stuff. Does a person you listen to always have those type of messages? Does this person always use some way to illuminate that, or always use scriptures that always support and talk about that? But it always seems more about the motivational drive and stuff like that versus what the scripture, what the Bible says. Is it more about you? Is it more about you finding your purpose, being delivered? Like, is it more about that, like who you're listening to? Versus, yes, God gets us through storms and other, and other stuff like that. But let's see what the book of James talks about when it talks about us, about other Christians and believers being persecuted. And it's actually a blessing to go through storms or, you know, Storms is a part of our journey. Not always about your purpose, about what God wants, what's in God's will for the will of our life. Putting God first in our relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does the message more seem more about to you? It seem more about you and you getting this and getting that and finding this and finding that and all about you and then using the storm and having all this other faith in you and then whatever faith you can have, you can have whatever you want versus. What if you don't get this? What if you don't get this? Will you still love Jesus? Or if you do go through the storm, will you still trust Jesus and still pray to him and still have a relationship with him, even though despite you might be going through certain things? Which one of those which one of those that you people that you listen to sounds more more like the other? Oh or is who you listen to, they'd be like, Oh, you know what you do? Mess up and make mistakes, but that's fine. Just you know, just find your purpose and faith, and then you'll get you through it. Or is it more like the other word, which is like, okay, yes, you are a sinner. Yes, you, we need to repent. Repenting meaning turn away from your sin and just focus on Jesus. Which repenting, I don't know why it's such a scary word. It's just turning away from your sin and be like, you know, Jesus, I know I do this sin. I'm going to turn away and stop sinning, and I'm going to just focus on you and give everything to you and give my, you know, that's what repenting is. So is it more like, okay, we are sinners. We need to turn away from our sin and focus on Jesus, which obviously we're never going to be perfect. But when you focus on Jesus, that's what helps us to stop doing certain sins versus, you know, try to do it on our own and stuff like that. Or does it sound like that? Or it's not about you. It's about Jesus, about what he did on the cross for you. That's what we need to be paying attention when it's to the people that we're listening to. Preacher from the word, preacher from the Bible. Versus more of like a motivational type type of like preaching to be honest. That's what it is. It's more of a motivational speaker, like not really preaching the word of God. It's preaching the word of God, you're preaching from literally the word of God, the Bible. That's the whole point of the Bible. The Bible is how God speaks to us. That's what the Bible's for. It's to it's to speak to us. This is God speaking to us. This is the number one way how God speaks to us. Is through his Bible. It's through the scripture. Right? That's how the Bible speaks to us. I mean, I said the Bible speaks to somebody. That's how God speaks to us. So, if you are using more of your quotes, or you using more of your sayings, or using more of stories and all this other different stuff, more than you're, than, more than you are using the Bible, you're speaking more than God is. And that's not the purpose of 
pastors preach and speak it. It's about what God says versus what we say. We just talk about what God says to us. But if we start to put our own more words and, and things over mainly what God is saying to us and wants us to know and wants us to do, then that's a problem. That's a problem. And I just want you guys to really just, just think about who are you listening to? Is who you listen to always just going to be like faith this, have all this faith in the world, have these different types of faith, and you can get, you know, X, Y, and Z, and you can get this, and all you, you know what I'm saying, or your purpose, or your, pa like, if it's always about you, it's a red flag, versus, is the person you're speaking to, are you actually feeling a little bit of conviction, because you know you should be doing, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, are you actually being held accountable, for certain things you know you shouldn't be doing. Uh, is he is Jesus the root of everything? Is Jesus the one we put all our, our hope and our heart into versus us? Are we trusting Jesus with the will of our life? Pretty much saying that even if we don't get X, Y, and Z, will we still keep Jesus first? Will we still trust him with the will of our life? But the fruits of the Spirit. When we have these different things, when we're going through trouble and stuff like that. Yes, we will go through storms and stuff like that. But sometimes, God will allow us to be in those storms. But we still trust Him even in the midst of that. But we still love Him even in the midst of that. You know, that There's a difference. A huge difference. Because something that's only just motivating you isn't really helping you. Because you can motivate people to do a whole bunch of wrong things. Just because you sprinkle Jesus in it doesn't mean it's something that is necessarily good for you. Not so, Obviously, I know Jesus is good for you, but if people try to just put sprinkle Jesus in, you ain't supposed to sprinkle Jesus in. You're supposed to dive into a whole pool of it, not get sprinkled on your forehead. You're supposed to dive into a whole pool of it, Jesus. Not sprinkled, because that's not beneficial. That's what it should be. So you, I think I just want you guys to think about that. Like, Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Cause like I said, just because like and I meant like motivation stuff isn't wrong. Like, okay, everyone needs to be motivated in a positive way. Right. I get that. That's nothing 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 that's nothing wrong with that. But you can motivate people to do wrong things all the time. Just because it sounds great. I could I could pump up and make it sound great. Like, look, man, I know you had a bad day today. Someone did X, Y, Z, D, but you know what you're gonna do to that person tomorrow? You're gonna get up, you're strong, you're mighty. You're, you're like strong as David. And you're going to get up and you're going to get into the face. And then you're going to tell him, I'm a child of God. And you're going to slap him in the face. And then you're going you're gonna to push him. And you're going to do all this other stuff. You're going to call him out of their name. You know why? Because you're strong. You're a mighty man of God. You're not going to let people do that to you because you are anointed. You are this. You are that. You're going to get in their face. You're going to push it to the ground and say, you're not going to bother me and get on my nerves. It's like, I can do that all day and make it sound great. Just because like, it sounds great, sounds motivational, doesn't mean... It's coming from God. It doesn't mean it's good for you. And that's what a lot of these motivation people do. It sounds good. It sounds great. It sounds good enough to get you you're tired and all this other different stuff. But is it really helping you? Is it helping you with the sin that you do? Is it helping you with the relationships? Is it helping you with the problems that you need that truly get worked out? Is it really helping you with your relationship with Jesus? Is it really helping you with you being accountable and being held for like for your actions when it comes to certain things, is it really helping you? 
that's something you need to think about. Is it really helping you? Or are you listening to this person because it just makes you feel good? Or there's something to get off your checkbox? You know, that's something I want you to think about. Because the whole purpose of us as a church being together is the pastor is your shepherd. The pastor is supposed to be guiding you. He's a shepherd. That's literally what your pastor is, a shepherd. That's what a pastor is. You know what a shepherd does? That's what a pastor does. Instead of a shepherd with a sheep, a pastor is for God's people or even unbelievers at the time. And you're supposed to help direct them spiritually to Jesus. And how it's supposed to look. How we're supposed to do it. Communicate his word to you. That's what a pastor does. That's it. It's nothing cute. It's nothing famous about it, really. That's just what a pastor's job is. It's not super sexy, whatever, you know. But that's what a pastor's job is, to guide. And if he's not guiding you in all aspects, just only in the aspect when it comes to faith, like faith as in getting what you want, or faith, just enduring a storm so you can eventually get what you want. Or just about your passion and, and your purpose and all this other different stuff, this motivational stuff. Is that looking, is that looking out for you on every aspect of your life? It's not. So, that's one thing I challenge you guys for the week. I'm going to start doing challenges for the week that I want you to think about every week. Is, is this really got, is the people that you're listening to, is it just motivating you? Or, is the person you listen to Growing your relationship with Jesus. Really helping you with the deep internal problems that you deal with. Or are they just motivating you? Just to find a purpose. That's it. Think about that. But. That's pretty much what I got for you guys today. I ain't going super super deep. I ain't trying to be. Super super preachy and stuff like that. But. Just. Just off some of the illustrations I've seen. And I know the whole Michael Todd thing was hot. You know. I'm not trying to base it. Like on him per se, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a victim of it. This whole illustration type culture, wild factor type thing, you know? And we all, and a lot of people get dangerous in it. Like, a lot of people get less, can get sucked up into that type of thing. Like, oh, that's how it should look. Oh, I want to see that every week. Or, oh, that's what I talk like this. This is what that's what people want to hear. And that's the dangerous part because it starts going away. Instead, of, it gets away from the word, it gets away from Jesus. And just focus on ourselves and what we can do to wow the crowd when the Holy Spirit can do that on its own. It doesn't need your help. Scripture don't need our help. So, that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you back next week. Peace.